2: It's the episode you've all been waiting for. It's a thoroughbred makeover episode. There's so much to cover and we're excited to share with you just a few of the hundreds of stories this amazing event has created. We had the pleasure to interview people across multiple disciplines from competitive trail to polo, eventing, and even interviewed the winner of the makeover, junior competitor, Jenna Denver, before we even knew she was going to take home the grand prize. We hope you enjoy this mega episode and enjoy hearing from our Making the Makeover series riders and forever friends, Rachel Ramsey, Lee Beamer, and Natalie Holdren one last time. And we congratulate every competitor and their horses who participated this year. And yes, we still caught up with Leander Cooper from New Vocations. And yes, we bring you another fantastic adoptable horse. Stay tuned.
3: And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the Retired Racehorse.
2: This is Joy Orr in Detroit, Michigan.
1: And this is Kristen Kovach-Bentley in Jamestown, New York, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio.
2: Kristen, we survived. We made Ooh. it. I, we did. <laughs> I mean, I was more concerned for you than me. <laughs> I was more concerned for you because I was not very nice to you that week.
4: You <laughs> so weren't I'm sorry mean, for
1: things but that I wouldn't said say during you the were makeover.
2: friendly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I was not like a very good hostess. So I am now publicly apologizing for my um, lack of warm and chumminess.
2: <laughs> That's okay. To be fair, <laughs> you were doing your actual job with the Retired Resource Project.
1: Yeah, we usually put in like about a... 15-hour day once competition starts, Um, and it is a lot of running around in 100 different directions to make sure everything's going smoothly. So, Joy would be like, hey, and I was like,
2: I don't have time for you right now. I'm so sorry. You didn't run me over with the golf cart, and I appreciate you for that. So, as a spectator, I will say it was very interesting watching you zip around the entire Kentucky horse park.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we don't put any, like, odometers on those things because I'm not (laughs) really sure
2: (laughs) where I went. What a fun fact, though, if you could. Yeah, we
1: should. We actually thought about getting like a GoPro mount for one and just sort of like doing a, you know, time lapse of like what a day looks like in the media team. Um, but I think everyone would get very nauseous. So um, Potentially. there were a couple moments where we were definitely. Maybe maybe off we'll add them. a
2: trigger warning for those viewing. Right. Yeah. Or like, uh, <laughs> yes, figure out. Like people like really Joy get who gets motion mount. sickness just by thinking about viewing someone driving maybe shouldn't watch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I was a little. Um. I get a little like frenzied, and then in retrospect, I'm like, oh, poor Joy. I saw
2: her briefly. We did meet finally. So that was we did meet in person. It was fun. It's it was fun meeting someone who's taller than me. That never happens. (laughs) (laughs) I had my hat on
1: too. That didn't help. That adds a couple inches. So.
2: No, I thought it was great, and it was really fun because I had my um Charlotte uh Dujardin shirt on my dressage shirt and you had your Western gear and I was like, this is perfect. The only like really fun thing is if I was in white breeches and like the full dressage coat, but that wouldn't have made any sense to anyone.
1: Yeah, but that it would have been fun. It was fun that a uh, friend of the podcast Jen Reutz, was there to take that picture. She was like, give me your camera. This is a moment. I have to record it. And that was really nice of her. So I know. Yeah, I fun. love
2: Jen. I need to I need to send her a nice bottle just for being an amazing human. But uh it was <laughs> It was such a fun event. I'm like, I obviously, last time I was there was 2019 before the whole panorama that we all got to experience. And uh, I have to say, this year's competition and the competitors who came out so friendly, so warm and cheery. And that's what the event's really known for. But it was so fun to see people who've never met and then they walk out as new best friends. Absolutely. Yeah. And I got really lucky in that I managed to meet our
1: three making the makeover competitors mm-hmm. just like in passing. Um, so I was watching a gray horse jump around and then, you know, was looking over at the the girls on the rail and looking at the horse and looking at the girls on the rail. And I was like, ah, I think that's Natalie. So I went over and sure enough, that was Natalie. Uh, and then a few minutes later, Rachel just rode by. <laughs> so I was able to snag her and say Hello. Uh, And then later I was um, going past the farrier shed and there was poor Lee with her horse.
2: I know Lee had a whole story, which you will hear about in her interview, but uh, yeah, did not start smooth sailing for her, but at least ended on a very positive note. Yes. She had a great makeover in the end. Absolutely. I think all of her competitors at the end did. And yeah, it was, it was fun. Like I brought Zach, my boyfriend around who is on his way to become a certified, Horse, boyfriend, partner, husband, whatever term you'd like to choose. He had a good time. It was his first like real horse show, fully immersed of a lot of events. And now he believes he wants to be a polo player and says, I have to buy him, quote, a 17 hand bay thoroughbred. I was like, one, you did not listen to the interview with the polo players. (laughs) (laughs) Two. No, <laughs> <laughs> just, just no, just <laughs> no, I, I do not have the time and the space because let's be real. It will be my horse, except for the one time a month you come out to play with it. So we should hook him up with Eric. Cause
1: Eric has a close to 17 hand Bay thoroughbred that he ropes on. So, you know, they could, they
2: could get along. Uh, I will say that uh, they can get uh, along, is... but don't give him permissions. He doesn't need it. it it's me. a 16 hand well, <laughs> or under family here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a height limit to There's a height limit. Don't
2: get me. Wrong. I love the tall ones. They're beautiful, majestic. I'm here for you from a distance. But <laughs> when it comes to my own horses, I've after having several horses of different sizes, the new suite range was 15 to 16. We don't go out. You know, we stay in that safe place because I had a tech shop when I had four horses of all very different sizes. Everyone had their own saddle. They all Over. had the amount of girths I have. I uh, bins, Kristen, bins of things I'm trying to get rid of these days. Oh geez.
1: Well that's fine. Yeah, just open up your own tax shop. Um I will add that Zach is forever a friend of the media team and the scoring team at the makeover because he brought us a pie which I think he probably intended for me to take home and share with the rest of the RRP house
2: um and instead That was I a found, choose your own adventure pie.
1: Okay, good because <laughs> that pie was not long for this world. So it made it upstairs and then we ate it like immediately. So it was delicious. Uh free ad for Zach's Pie Company because it's yes. excellent.
2: Yes. Uh, much homemade much pie company. He was very kind and generous to sponsor not only some pie for the RRP team, also gave some pies to the new vocations team. So now they are asking for a Lexington pie shop and uh, also sponsored our little coffee meet and greet with our making the makeover series with some delicious hand pies. So thank you so much. Akats handmade pie company. But you know, Kristen, as much as we love delicious pies and we're very grateful for them, I'm also super grateful for everything that Kentucky Performance Products has done. Not only do they sponsor the show, they also are a big sponsor of the Thoroughbred Makeover. So before we jump into all these fun stories for you, let's hear a little word from our premier sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products.
0: This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
5: If you've ever had a horse with diarrhea, you know what a frustrating problem it can be. Finding an ingredient that works to dry up the diarrhea becomes a high priority. It turns out that researchers have found one, a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. It has been proven to improve and halt episodes of diarrhea. It supplies specific nutrients to the lining of the small and large intestines, and these nutrients promote healing of irritated tissues.
0: This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com.
1: So I'm very excited to have our listeners hear all of these great interviews that I would love to say that we did, but ultimately that Joy did. (laughs) because I was too busy running around being mean to her. So Joy managed to catch up with a ton of really cool people at the makeover um, and did the brunt of the recording work for this episode. Um, So I'm really excited to introduce all of these stories with her. I've had a chance to hear them all, um, and you all are going to get to hear them for the first time. So Joy, who are we going to hear from first?
2: Uh, Well, first off, Kristen, thanks for the very sweet introductions and many apologies for the amount of my voice you're going to hear, but hopefully the stories make up for it. Cause they really are a treat. Uh, the first we're going to hear from is Sarah Lloyd and her horse Whirl candy. And Sarah was a very interesting like catch for me. She was so nice to talk to but what I found most interesting about Sarah is I was walking down the barn to like check out like who seems cool. What horses are here. And there's this giant poster of pants on her stall. And I was like, No one else seems to have a theme of pants. Like, could you remind me that the decoration theme, Kristen? Uh, It was supposed to be where the
1: journey begins, which, I mean, I guess you could say it starts in people's pants. But that seems like a little bit of a stretch. So,
2: Yeah. Also, not very (laughs) PG. No, not
1: at all. We're going to get some mail about that one.
2: Yeah. uh, Send that to Jennifer at com. (laughs) Anyway, so I saw these these pants. And I'm like, she's weird. I like it. I'm going to talk to her. And actually it was very cool. So her friend owns a pant company who she decided to kind of sponsor her a little bit for this, but Sarah Lloyd, she's a hunter jumper by nature, brought her horse world candy and was planning on having him do the hunters. But unfortunately he had some issues with his feet going on. And so she made the decision to go to plan B and enter him into competitive trail and freestyle. Uh, which I think is a really admirable decision to do what was best for the horse. And you'll hear a little bit about that in the interview, but just quickly to sum it up, she ended up placing 30th out of 43 in trail, which honestly not bad for someone who's never done it before. And overall eighth in the freestyle out of 17. And I think they had a really fabulous makeover overall. So I'll, I'll leave it to Sarah to tell you the rest of the story, but check out this interview with Sarah Lloyd about Whirl Candy. Well, I'm here today with Sarah Lloyd. She has her horse, Whirl Candy, also known as Thomas, and she is competing at the Thoroughbred Makeover this week. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. I know I ambushed you today, and I appreciate (laughs) you being a willing participant. She did say yes, everyone, just so you know. She said yes. (laughs) But we're excited to talk to you today. So tell us a little bit about what you are entering this week.
6: So this is our first makeover. We're here this week, and we competed in competitive trail yesterday. And we did freestyle this morning. So those were our two events for the RRP. And then we're also doing dressage for the tip championships. Excellent. So you're doing competitive trail. Have you been a competitive trail rider before or is this a new experience? (laughs) Not at all. No, (laughs) I actually, I grew up riding hunters and jumpers. And um, I got Thomas in April and I thought that we would do the hunters. He's got a lovely canter. And then we had a month of issues with his feet from abscesses and tossing shoes. And I really didn't start riding him till July. And I just felt like with his size and uh, trying to get here by October, that it would be pushing it to jump Mm -hmm. around a course. So uh, we switched gears. He's got a great brain and we started playing with trail obstacles. And he just, he was game to do it. And so we just started giving it a try. Excellent. That's a, I really do love how the
2: makeover is one of those few events where you can make a plan B, C, all the way to X if you need to and still get away with it and be okay. So, being someone who came from hunters doing trail, how is that transition for you?
6: it's been fun. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It's so different and, um, I'm not very coordinated. So when you're trying to navigate obstacles and ride and, you know, I, if I would have thought ahead a little bit, I probably should have taught him to neck rein a little bit because trying to navigate the, the flag and the buckets with, with two reins has been a little bit of a, it's been interesting, but he's been so good that, um, he just is just, Willing to try, and so it's it's been a lot of fun. It's amazing. just really amazing. And how has he liked it? So I'm sure you're hoping to make
2: him a jumper long term. But how has he liked the competitive trail?
6: You know, he seems to enjoy it. He likes to. He's very interested in things. He likes to go up to them, put his face in the mailbox. He likes to like knock things over. So I think that he's he seems very happy with it, and he's brave. So. You know, it's something that I think he's talented and and he's just, you know, he's having a good time.
2: All right. You heard it here, folks. A mischievous horse. He needs some competitive trail to work the brain. I like it. Good suggestion. Tell us a little bit about World Candy. So, how was his racing career before coming
6: into the second career? So it's interesting that you asked me that because he's he's a friend's horse. Mm-hmm. I don't actually own him. I have him for the summer. And um, so When I started looking at what we were going to do for the stall decorations, I pulled his race record, and I realized that he had raced in California, and I didn't realize that he had been all over. He's been in California. He's been in Florida. Um, and I just didn't realize the trek that he's made. Wow! So he hasn't raced a lot. I think he's only got six or seven races, but uh he's definitely traveled some miles. That's awesome. It probably is why he's such a cool and collected dude today. But you mentioned that he wasn't always super calm when you yes. first started working with him. Yes. He was a little grumpy at the beginning. Um I was dodging teeth quite a bit, but uh he's He's warmed up quite a bit. Aww. Definitely warmed up. And um you know, I uh I almost quit a couple times this summer. He was a little spicy at a couple of the horse shows and I was mm-hmm. thinking to myself, you know, I am just too old for this. I can't. <laughs> I don't know what I am getting myself into. Um and actually my parents at the first horse show we were at, it was a dressage show and it was pretty quiet and I remember being in the ring Uh, in the schooling ring. And all of a sudden he just started standing up and walking around on his hind (laughs) leg. And I could hear my mom in the corner go, oh my.
2: (laughs) Classic (laughs) (laughs) mom (laughs) boo.
6: So so, yes, it was, uh, there were a few moments at the beginning that, you know, we were working out the kinks and the the green stuff, but I just, I took him a lot of places. I, Mm -hmm. I wanted him to see a lot. Uh, I wanted him to just experience a lot so that we when we came here, you know, it wouldn't just be a shocking experience for him. And and he's done really well. He got off the trailer, you know, after the the seven-hour drive, he was a little impatient. He wanted mm-hmm. out of that box, but he's just he's just looked around and he's just been
2: wonderful. Excellent. Well, when I, we saw him, he was standing out here <laughs> munching on his hay, cool as a cucumber. At first I thought it was a quarter horse, didn't even realize <laughs> that he was a thoroughbred. He's just so well built had such a soft eye so it's clear that you two have come a very long way in your yes. relationship and your training so congratulations thank you
6: well we also figured out um he's he doesn't he doesn't mind his stall he's very mm-hmm. good in his stall but our horses are out quite a bit at home so when he is locked up he he like he doesn't want to go back in his stall so this morning i hand walked him and he kept dragging me further and further away every time i would turn to come back He would want to go further out. And so we found that he just really likes to hang out outside of his stall. So we'll just sit here and he's calm and quiet and we just feed him and let him hang out outside of his stall. He just doesn't want to be in there. Hey,
2: I like it. Keeping it easy for him. He's obviously very well loved. I know a lot of people who aren't as patient, but hey. He seems chill. Sounds like you guys are having a great time so far. I also heard he might be up for a couple of breed awards as well.
6: He is. Yes, he is. And and it's our first time here, so I'm not sure how that works. But um, hopefully, and he's he's been phenomenal, so hopefully he can... You can get some points for those.
2: I love it. Well, congratulations to you and Thomas. Can't wait to wish you more luck as you continue on. And I have to say, I'd love to give your friend a plug as well because what caught me initially to your stall was the fact there was a giant poster of pants, <laughs> and I, I'm like, who, who's yes. getting sponsored? What horse gets sponsored by pants? And I like that you don't see that all the time. Yes. So tell yes. us a little bit about your friend's company.
6: So my friend Darcy and also co coworker, um, she also rides, and when she um, she and I were talking about uh me entering this this year. She had asked me if I would test out a new uh material for her pants. And so I said, sure, yeah, of course. And and they're wonderful. They're like yoga pants and they um they're super comfortable, but they're also super durable because mm-hmm. I never go to the farm and just ride. I'm mucking stalls, I'm throwing hay. I'm like I'm I come home filthy. So she told me she said just put them through the ringer. And I mean, I was painting jumps in them, loading the trailer, and they've held up. So awesome. she was she was really excited because I really did test those pants out this year. But um, she's going to be here. She wasn't able to get a vendor booth. So I said, you know, I was happy to let her put a put a banner up on the stall. So yeah, she makes them herself. And she's, wow. they're great pants. Well, they look great. Like yeah. I said, I was like, get your butt
2: in these pants. Yeah. I'm like, I want to know more immediately.
6: Tolt, yeah. Tolt equestrian wear. <laughs> they're great. Awesome. So great.
2: Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us today. Again, wishing you and Thomas all the luck in the world and can't wait to see how you guys end the week. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. So
1: our next interview is with Hannah Freeman, who prepared her horse, Downtown Doc Brown, which is fabulous. Uh, And this is a pair I actually did get to see. So they were in the finale for the Field Hunter. Uh, She also competed in eventing. And I thought they had a beautiful trip in the Field Hunter finale, which, of course, is very different from the Field Hunter preliminary. Um, So for anyone not familiar with the makeover format, horses all compete in preliminary rounds on Wednesday and Thursday, and those are as close to you know, the quote unquote native discipline as possible. Uh, and then the finale format is modified slightly so that it all fits into one arena so that we can live stream it. Um, so the field hunters for their finale, they compete over a mixed course in the arena. But of course, on Thursday, they get to do the famous makeover mock hunt, which is really, really cool. And Joy, I don't think you got a chance to see that, did you?
2: This year? No, I didn't. And um, I've heard really fun things about it. But tell us a little bit about what the mock hunt is.
1: Yeah, so on Wednesday they all they go out and they do like a group hack to show that their horse, you know, can hack out in an open field in company and not lose their noodles, uh, which is always a plus for a field hunter. Uh, and then they all go out and do an individual test, so they'll jump some jumps. Um, I think usually they have to lower a rail or open a gate and go through water. Um, so, you know, sort of the natural stuff that you'd expect to run into in the hunt field. And then on Thursday, um, a local hunt brings out its pack of hounds and a couple of hunt masters, and they go on a mock hunt. Um, so for most of us who don't live in hunt country, we've never seen anything like a hunt before. So it's a really cool opportunity for spectators to come out and actually kind of kind of, you know, witness what a hunt looks like. Um, Mm. It's like pre-dawn when they get started. So we all rolled out there in the dark uh, and they had a little traditional stirrup cup set up. So little pre-hunt snackies and glasses of port for everyone. Um, And then they got the hounds out and they blew the trumpet and like away they went. It was really, really cool. So they all go thundering out across the sunken road field where, you know, the Land Rover Kentucky cross country takes place. And sort of vanished over the horizon for a few minutes, and then a few minutes later, they came thundering back, and everybody looked a little disheveled, but they had a great <laughs> time, so it's really, really Sounds fun. Sounds
2: like a see. classic Fox hunt though. Like, everyone comes back a little bit oh, yeah. like, full of adrenaline, ready to go. But- yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, there's a reason they uh, give
1: everybody that little shot of port before they before they head out for a little bit.
2: Well, I could totally see why Hannah Freeman entered her horse, Downtown Doc Brown. Fabulous name, by the way. I could see why she entered him into the Field Hunters, as well as eventing. He was such a pleasure to watch. It was me and Zach running quickly up the hill to get to the steeplechase area so we could catch some cross country because Zach's never seen it before. And I was like, we have to hit this. And uh, she was the ride that we got to see finish out. And I loved how Hannah talked to the steward who was taking care of everything. She was so polite, so kind. And she showed that through her entire interview. But just to give some quick stats on Hannah, she ended up placing 48th in eventing and then she ended up in the finale for Field Hunters, which her horse clearly loves his job. She ended up placing third overall, which is beautiful. So you're going to hear a little bit from Hannah about her horse, Downtown Doc Brown, also known as Walt. They're a big Disney family down there. And uh, yeah, I think you'll really like what you have to hear. Hannah, it's so great to see you here at the Kentucky Horse Park. We're here for the Retired Race Horse Project. You're here with your horse today. Tell us a little bit about him. This is Walt. He's downtown Doc
7: Brown, but at home we call him Walt. We love Disney, so of course you got to
2: go with the Walt Disney name. And he's the king of Disney being Walt Disney there. He's he's the top dog right there. Super majestic, beautiful, beautiful dude here. He just finished his cross-country run. How did that go for you? It
7: was amazing. He was a beast out there. He went right down the ditch, no hesitation with anything. Galloped beautifully at the end. Pulled up great after the gallop. I was very proud of him.
2: Oh, well, he looked like he was on a blast. We were able to catch your whole ride there. And especially your last little gallop set. He just looked like he was having the best day ever. He
7: loves it. I'll say that much.
2: <laughs> so is this the first time you've been at the makeover?
7: Last year, I came as a groom with my friend. She went and then I was like, I have to come and do this next year. So I actually purchased him a month before last year's makeover. So I was like, well, I have my horse.
2: I got to do it now. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, that's what it takes. A little bit of commitment, a little bit of faith. Yeah. And how has the experience been for you so far? It's
7: been wonderful. I will say everyone here is so kind and like everyone has the same love for the same breed. I grew up on the track with my mother being a trainer. So <laughs> I found my love very quickly, you know, got taken off with at the age of nine, got used to it very fast. <laughs> so uh, this breed, I just love it so much. And I'm glad all these people do
2: too. Ah. Uh, So do we. So do we. And I mean, he's clearly just a stoic giant. Tell us a little bit about his breeding because you got to tell us first. Tell us his jockey club name because it's going to sound very familiar to several people. He is downtown Doc Brown. So he's a royalty. He is (laughs) out of royalty. He's practically a celebrity Uh here.
7: He's an uptown Charlie Brown horse, if you couldn't guess it. He's out of Kimberly Diamond, which is by Posse. I don't know too much about Posse and Kimberly Diamond that much, but I think we all know who (laughs) uptown Charlie Brown is. As you can... See? He's a big bay. I heard they pop out a lot of big bays from him.
2: Big heads, which he also has. Also has a big head, but good brain up in there. Oh, you can yeah, tell. Definitely. He's very into what he does. And has his retraining experience been what you hoped it would be? It has. I will say the few couple months, he's been a little self-harmful. Oh.
7: That's our <laughs> battle with him is he likes to hurt himself quite a bit. But okay. He's a great... He's he a likes great to train. I will say that he's a good head. He's very forgiving. Oh, listens great. And for Aww.
2: listeners listening in, there's a couple fun pauses and giggles because <laughs> Wall also wants to participate in the interview with us today. He's trying to eat our microphones. We'll be sure to show you on social media because it's quite cute. <laughs> so tell us, are you also competing in anything else other than eventing? I am. I am competing in field hunters as well. We did the flat class
7: and the individual test yesterday. The mock hunt was this morning, which he was. Got him a little time for massage, which was great. But he was a star; he was wonderful. I couldn't have asked for any better from
2: him. Amazing, amazing. So, do you have any other events coming up for the weekend?
7: This was my last. This was it. This, this was, was, was it. Last ride. Last, last to hurrah. Make
2: the finale. So. All right. Well, fingers crossed. You looked like you had a great yeah. run today, and we wish you all the success. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>
0: I'm here with Tony from Cashel. You all know it from the ads you hear all the time on this show. But we're at the trade show, and this is the point of time in the year where we find out what's new coming out. So what's Cashel have new coming out?
3: Oh, we've got a, a great lineup of 32-34 uh, wool top pads. So t- describe them. Uh, five different colors, real vibrant, bright, sharp-looking pads. What, are the, what makes them different? Well, it's the fill, The the... The wool felt on the inside is a natural felt and the fleece on the bottom is a hundred percent merino. Oh really? Okay. So these are soft and squishy pads. Well, not real squishy, but soft and and they do absorb shock and, and saddle fit. What would
0: they retail for? What are those?
3: that's about 119 that's the right price yeah anything else new with casual coming out oh we've got uh, more saddle pads coming in the fall a new strap line coming in the fall it's a a two-tone that looks great with a, a great buckle set on it there's we're always in development so there's so many things projects in the works what's still your most popular product is it still always the same things year after year uh, fly you've got yeah fly, fly that's what we all do. That's, that's how
0: I knew you in the first place was fly fly masks yep
3: yeah many years ago uh, we were primarily fly masks and kind of had some tush cushions and a few odds and ends Today we've broadened that offering to saddle bags uh, strap head stalls breast collars, bell boots, um, leg protection and the it continues to grow. Is there a place where somebody can go and see all the products? CashelCompany.com will give you a good offering. There you go.
0: Well, thank you, Tony. It's been fun seeing
3: you again. Hey, thank you. Good to see you.
1: So I'm a little bummed I did not get to make it to our Making the Makeover brunch coffee. I know we missed you. (laughs) I know that was the same morning as that mock hunt I mentioned earlier. So I was off careening over Hill and Dale in my golf cart, trying to keep up with the hunt.
2: Uh, And I was like trying to be friendly to you. I was like, are you going to make it? You're like, no, I "I
1: cannot. (laughs) No, I think I probably sent that while actually (laughs) trying to drive the golf cart, not into a ditch. So, um, I had well, I was exaggerating another friend of the, the podcast the with me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, with a heart. Uh, <laughs> it's so much better. <laughs> yeah. We had, um, past friend of the pod. Well, still a current friend of the podcast, past guest Dr. Reed out there with us because she always enjoys watching the hunt. And also it's a good place for the vet to keep half an eye on everybody. So, uh, we were out way out trying to track everybody down, but Had a lovely morning Uh, and unfortunately means I missed this great conversation with all of the writers, but I did, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I did get to see everybody and I actually made it ringside to watch Lee perform. So that was really, really special that I got to see both of her trips and then give her a big hug at the end.
2: I know. Um, I love seeing you guys hug. I was like, Oh, look, they're hugging. And Zach's like, that's great. (laughs) 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 I made a friend.
1: Yeah, Lee had a great time. So I think Lee might have done the makeover, as you can say, um, like the best. So not only, I mean, she she did the makeover, and then she a had a
8: superstar. She, let's be real. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I hope she finds a way to get involved again in the future. But uh, she did the makeover, as she'll mention. In this interview, you know, she had a little bit of a harrowing time early on, but then she had a great performance in the Rolex arena. Uh, and then she went on and was one of our volunteer riders for our Makeover Masterclass, which is really cool. She expressed some interest in doing that, and we selected her as one of our riders. So she got to ride with Jorge Vasquez and did some intro polo work. So nothing, I don't think, with a stick and ball, but
2: she got to do some Hot flat work. summer. Is definitely going to be the most well-rounded horse that came out of this oh, makeover. <laughs> for sure.
1: Yeah, because then when she was done with that, then she went on and did tip dressage in the afternoon.
2: Yes. And um, I believe um there was a Western halter class she ended up doing. Oh yes. As well.
1: Yeah, they looked darling in their western getup.
2: So she did a lot.
1: And I believe Rachel Ramsey also was in some of the tip classes too. And actually all three of them were, because I think Natalie mm-hmm. did tip dressage as well. So yeah, I would say our three guests did the makeover. For sure. They did
2: it really, really well. I mean, Natalie came out in a Hunter Jumper. She placed seventh overall. Uh, She got 71st in Dressage, which is a very competitive year for Dressage, which, whoop, whoop, there are my Dressage writers represent. Uh, Lee also did very well. She got 66, and I think she, I just loved her horsemanship overall. I mean, I wish there was a separate category for that because the way she treats her horse, everyone treats them well. At least she's got something special for me. I'm just saying, it could be the chestnut mare energy. I'm just just putting it out there. And then Rachel, very, very great thoroughbred makeover. She placed fifth in the freestyle, fifth in ranch work. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that, you know, Stonecatcher, he had a, a long haul and, he, he just was, he was tired. He was not ready to go to the finale. So they ended up uh, not passing the final jog, but she, she ended everything in class, which is, can be applauded as well. And while we applaud them for all their success, I hope you truly enjoy this interview of our little breakfast brunch with making the makeover writers. Well, I'm super excited to have y'all here in person. I don't even know how to make eye contact anymore. <laughs> super strange for me, but we are with our Making the Makeover contestants. We have Rachel Ramsey, Lee Beamer, and Natalie Holdren. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank so, you, Thank you. I will go round robin, just to keep it easy, because I know we all want to chit-chat about everything. So I'll start with you, Rachel. How has your experience been at the horse park so far? You are a veteran, so I know you've been here before.
8: Veteran as in last year, but yes. Yes, it counts. It counts. (laughs) It it does count because I know where to go a little bit, but yes, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Um, The horse started out a little fresh, but he settled in really good, and then I left my brain at the gate when I walked in on ranch riding and rode around with my left rein too short and couldn't figure out why my horse couldn't pick up as correctly, but we made it through, we stayed on pattern, we pushed through, and then he made up for it in the trail. So we ended up in the top five. Excellent. Fifth, so we, we get to try again on Saturday.
2: Congratulations. Thank That's you. a great move. Thank and then you. you have
8: some stuff coming up today as well. You have the
2: freestyle. We
8: do. We got freestyle in about two hours.
2: Excellent. Yes. Can't wait to see that. We'll definitely yes. put it on our social today. Lee, let's jump to you because this is your first time at the makeover. It is. Yeah. How has it been so far? Overwhelming? Exciting? Um, we had a very traumatic start. <laughs> classic classic yes, classic, classic horse fair move
9: <laughs> um, on the trailer Finn ripped off half of her glue shoe not the whole thing Half. Impressive. So when we went to do the soundness exam, um, the vet students noticed that uh, she was a little asymmetrical because half of her shoe was gone. Um, so I freaked out, obviously, and she didn't pass. But luckily, the farrier here was able to find the last triple lock glue shoe in Lexington, Kentucky and <laughs> put it's it on miracle. her foot. a miracle. Yes. So she's good to go. <laughs> Yesterday morning, we passed the soundness exam. I asked Dr. Reed if she would hug me, and she said yes, that I deserved Aww. it. <laughs> so we passed. Um, She's schooled great. We
2: ride this afternoon, so everything is much better now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, super exciting. Can't wait to see how your first test goes today. Thank you. Has she settled in overall pretty well besides having... um. Her classic drama moment. <laughs> yes. Besides um,
9: her drama with the shoes, she just is acting like she's been here for years. So I'm very Aww. thankful for her brain with that. Breaking stereotypes. Good job, Ben. Yes. Good job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Natalie, how has it been for you? Because you've had a couple rides as well so far.
10: Yes. So um, definitely this year, last year was my first year. At the makeover, so definitely this is a lot slower this year. I don't feel like there's not as near as many horses because there's not two makeover years here. Mm -hmm. But Tebby was great for dressage. He handled the big atmosphere of the Rolex super well. He was more concerned with eating the flowers off the hay bales in front of the (laughs) um, gazebo than he was with the grandstands. He schooled around the hunter and great, super confident, hunted down all of his jumps and didn't even blink an eye or think twice about any of them. And so we show hunters today and that's what I'm most excited for. So, Excellent. Well, it sounds like a really exciting time. It's nice to know it's such a
2: big atmosphere that we have here. All the horses have settled in well, which is a true testament to everyone's training. I have to ask though, so, because last time we talked, we had a lot of piles happening as we were preparing How have we settled on the piles? How was packing? Did everyone's trips go smoothly? I'll start with you, Natalie.
10: So packing ended up good. We had a IA show on Sunday. So made sure on that Saturday, my whole trunk got repacked, made sure I had my checklist done. And then after that, uh, everything was kind of put on the trailer, a little messily, and Eileen fixed us all up. <laughs> oh, well, thank gosh we have Eileen. Thank <laughs>
9: gosh.
2: Lee, how about you? How did your piles end up?
9: Pretty well. I brought like all the saddle pads that Finn owns, and I've only used one of them so far. And half the clothes I own, and I have worn like the same thing every day. So a little bit (laughs) overpacking, but better too prepared than not enough prepared. And most importantly, the horse made it here. So I like it. Gotta have those options. Gotta have those
8: options. All right, Rachel, how are your piles? Well, they went from my house to piled in the trailer to piled in my tack room here. But now I got it organized in the tack room, so we're making it. I was going to say anything
2: major. We're good. No one said anything wrong about consistency. No right. one ever said that was a bad thing. Right. So I fast, love but I, it. I
8: got myself organized
2: eventually. Awesome, awesome. Well, now that you're here, there's a lot of different disciplines happening. Some things that you're familiar with, maybe some things we're not as familiar with. Is there anything in particular you're excited to see, Lee? I'm going to start with you this time.
9: Ooh, so um, I've never really seen a lot of jumpers from where I'm from, so I've been enjoying watching the jumpers. Uh, I really enjoyed watching Rachel yesterday doing the ranch work. That was fun to see. We have that back home, but it's different in a show environment. Aww. Um and Friday morning, actually, Finn and I are participating in the Polo Masterclass.
2: <laughs> yes. We're going to definitely have to come
9: yeah. check that out. So um, maybe we'll be some polo pros after this. But I'm really excited for that opportunity to give something new a shot. You know, why not? We're awesome. already here. So. And
2: what time's that happening tomorrow? Um, I think it starts at 9. 9 o'clock. All yes. right. We'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah. Rachel, how about you? Which disciplines are you most excited
8: to see today? Oh, you know, I really want to sneak over to the Rolex and watch the dressage in the Rolex arena. Mm -hmm. I just, between all my classes, I am having a hard time sneaking away, but hopefully this afternoon I can get over there and see some of them go.
2: Love it. I love the Rolex arena. It's such an impressive environment. I know my horse would be stroking out if I asked her to get in it, but I love seeing all these other thoroughbreds really shining out
10: there. Yeah.
2: Natalie, what are you excited to see at the makeover?
10: Um, I was excited. I was watching some of the barrel racing and the tip barrel racing, Um, but also really enjoy like watching the freestyle and just everything that people come up with. Like mm-hmm. I just know I could not be that imaginative <laughs> to make a whole routine like that. So that's always super cool to come watch.
2: Excellent. Now, the freestyles are probably one of my favorite things. It's super creative. I can't wait to see yours, Rachel. I know we had a, some sneak previews coming up of your freestyle routine, including a pink unicorn outfit.
8: Yes, pink unicorn, cows, pretend cows. Also known as my eight-year-old son, love it, and a re- uh, raining pattern. So yes, it'll be fun,
2: definitely exciting. And then, last but not least, you also all have tip championships because we happen to get all over achievers this year. I'm like, I'm very worried about your horse show hangovers. I feel like instead of bringing you hand pies and coffee, I should have brought you some aspirins and some other kits to get through some self care. <laughs> but Lee, how are you feeling about tip coming up?
9: Oh, I'm so excited. You know, as we. I think we talked about before. I've never really had the opportunity to show growing up. So this is just like all out for me. Um, I mean, I, you really dove
2: headfirst into the
9: shows and you did I, not
2: pick anything small. You're like, right. let's just go to the Thoroughbred Muggumber and tip yeah. championships.
9: I tend to go hard or go home with things like this. So. <laughs> Definitely, what we're going to do. But I'm so excited to show, like, have another opportunity to show her in tip stuff. We're going to do intro, just nice easy walk trot after her big week and western halter. So I'm so excited for that.
2: It's really like representing what the makeover is all about of all the different disciplines. Like, you're really making her the poster child for the event. Yes, well rounded
9: (laughs) is what I'd like to call her. Hopefully, (laughs) I love it. I love it, Natalie. How are you feeling about tip?
10: Um, I'm feeling pretty good. We're doing the training level dressage, so. We we did our one test. It was our test for RRP, and then we learned our second test, which he actually did as his demo for dressage. So he's already ran through the two tests in the Rolex, and the tip dressage is in where the jumpers are right now. So if he can do his two tests of dressage in the Rolex, I don't see him having a problem. Fingers crossed with the dressage. I love there. it. Um, and then he's also doing the Western halter classes. So we've been practicing our trotting in hand because he – Usually he gets in trouble if he tries to run around behind me in hands. So and I was like, oh, you're asking me to do that?
8: But we're excited. And Rachel, how are you feeling about tip? You know, I haven't even looked at my patterns. I looked at him last week before I came, but I was like one day at a time. So every night before I go to bed, I look what's my schedule for tomorrow. So I know I have a crazy Friday, but that's about as much as I know. seems like you're cool as a cucumber, though. <laughs> I, I envy that.
2: I'm like, I was panicking just getting coffee this morning. I, I don't know how y'all are doing it, but I'm very impressed. I'm very excited you're a part of it. And I'm also very excited about the ham pies we have, very generously sponsored by Pie Collected by Ackett's. I have to ask, what's your favorite flavors of pie so far? We'll start with you, Rachel.
8: The very berry. was it? The oh, the four berry? berry? The four berry. Yes, it was delicious.
2: Excellent. Amazing. Excellent. Lee, what did you like? I had the cherry and it was absolutely Amazing. Perfect, Natalie. Uh, I had the apple
10: pie and that was delicious.
2: Full representation. I love it. I love pie. I love all of you. I can't believe we're here with you this week and wishing you nothing but success as we continue on through the weekend. Thank you so Thank you. much. Thank
1: you. Joy, I'm really excited that you caught up not only with a polo player, but specifically with John Van Schack,
2: who is new uh, to the He makeover. was a gem. He was a gem, Kristen. (laughs) He was
1: really, really nice. I chatted with him a little bit in the collecting ring during the finale and was like, what a nice man. Um, So I know he mentioned uh, to us that, you know, he buys and sells a lot of thoroughbreds for polo and the makeover just hadn't been on his radar somehow. Um, So now it is. So I'm hoping that we'll see him again. Polo is one of our smaller disciplines. Um, You know, the thoroughbreds are very popular in polo, but You know, for whatever reason, it just isn't really fitting well into the polo trainer's schedule for us to have a lot of polo people involved. So it's always nice to see a fresh face. So I'm very glad you got to chat with him.
2: Me too. John was such a delight. And I will let you know, like, I didn't know any of the polo players going into this, but John saw me and Zach walking up the hill. I should say, like, rushing out of breath to catch polo because it was a bit of a hike from where we we were coming from the Rolex stadium. Ah, uh, we will get a golf cart next year, Kristen. I'm just, I'm just yeah. manifesting that right now. <laughs> but he saw us coming up the hill, and he's like, "Good afternoon. How you guys look professional?" It's like Zach, him. We're talking to him, <laughs> yeah, and that guy. he. He was such a treat. His horse was so chill, just standing at the trailer, waiting for everything to happen. And John really, I think, offered some valuable information on what he looks for for a polo horse. He's been involved in the sport since he was 19, which he'll talk about. Uh, He gives you the overview of what they look for for the mind and body. And that it actually is pretty amateur friendly to get involved with. So I think you're really going to like this interview with John Van Schack and his horse poacher. Well, we're sitting here at the polo field at the Kentucky Horse Park today, I am joined by John Van
4: Schaaks. John, welcome to the
2: show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So you've been doing polo a while now. Yes. How long have you been doing it?
4: Since I was 19 years old in high school when I first started, and I'm way beyond that now don't want to date myself here too much, do I? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's, it seems like the people you've talked to have done polo. It's something they've done and they love. It's an obsession it ends up being.
4: Absolutely. When you do it, it gets under your skin and you can't. You can't get rid of it. It's always there. And like I said before, that's the love of the horses, which make it super special.
2: Absolutely. I mean, they're they're true athletes, so there's nothing spicier and more motivated to me than a polo
4: pony. What makes a great polo pony to you? Um, to me, the, the most important thing is the mind. If their mind is quiet enough where they can handle all the action, everything going on around without getting too terribly excited, I really like that. That's the starting point athletic ability is another Mm -hmm. thing they've got to be agile and be able to move for all the moves we ask them to do because it's pretty complicated we want to gallop down the field shut down and when the play turns to be able to get back to it so a horse that keeps on running you're not so good these ones you want to set down stop turn back around for you
2: excellent so what's the perfect size for a polo
4: pony Um, the smaller ones are a lot easier to hit the ball off which would be you know 15 hands it's my smallest one's about 15 hands Mm -hmm. And for the bigger horses, for me, I don't mind them being a little too big if they handle themselves properly, if they can switch leads, move, sit back on their hawks, sit down and stop. So a bigger horse, I don't mind. I mean, we, we adjust our mallets. We I have from 49 to 53-inch mallets. So depending on the horse size, I can adjust it, whatever I need.
2: Excellent. So tell us a little bit about the horse you have today at the makeover.
4: This one here, his name is Poacher. We got him. He was a Keeneland yearling. Um, and he started, then he had an injury, which they rehabbed him from. He came back to where they said he was okay to race, but the owner didn't want to race him again. I guess racing is very expensive. So they didn't. (laughs) Um, so I started him up and. He was uh, he was a bit of a fire breathing dragon when I first started him, but now I've got him down to where he's paying attention. He's got Mm -hmm. a super mind. He's very very athletic and very natural. That's what I really like about him. He's real natural across the shoulders, which is you know turning right to left and switching his leads. He does Mm -hmm. it very easily, and that's that's his very strongest point I think. And I, I really enjoy him.
2: Love that. And is this your first makeover? Yes. Excellent. So, what have you thought so far?
4: Um, so far, so good. Um, this will be my first competition here, so I'm looking forward to it. And the reason being, we've I've taken racehorses off the track and retrained them for polo for years, mm-hmm. but I've never had one here in Kentucky at the right stage when you have to have the start into them or the work into them. Mm-hmm. So the timing is kind of. And I had one last year that I was going to go on. She was a super special mare. The week before, she hurt herself in the pasture, so wow. scratch her.
2: Well, sometimes they do that. Yes, horses horses, horses yeah. keeping us busy. Always creating plans A through X is what absolutely. I've been telling everyone here today. <laughs> so what are right. what are you hoping for with polo? So it was it's not exactly a match like we're used to thinking of. So at the Retired Racehorse Project, how do you demonstrate polo? You um, I'm gonna go
4: out and ride him. I'll do Big circles, small circles, and he's really good at biting the turn and doing a small circle, which is which is one of his high points. So that I'll show off. I'll show him stop, roll back to both directions, mm-hmm. and then we stick and ball, show him that I can hit the ball off all sides of him, and he's he's okay with it, which he is. He's a he's a pretty nice horse. He's really surprised me. I'm behind the eight ball on him training this summer because I had a lot of things going on. I went, was out of the, out of the country for a month, and then my daughter started at the University of Kentucky, so we had to get her moved in. So I wasn't paying enough attention to them. Mm. So I'm I'm a little behind the eight ball, but he. He's a pretty natural horse, so I have high hopes for him.
2: Excellent. And how do you prepare a horse for the Retired Racer's Project coming here today for Polo?
4: Well, basically what I do with all um, Polo prospects, I get them going, I'm I stick and ball him. I turn right, turn left, roll back stops. Just get him used to doing all the moves that I'll do on the field. Excellent.
2: Well, you said he's a fire breathing dragon. Has he pulled any spicy moves for you during a match ever?
4: No, no, he hasn't. He hasn't played very much. He's played two times. Wow. That's why I was saying I was behind the eight ball on him. I haven't been able to play him nearly as much as I would like. Mm -hmm. So, but what he would do when when it gets windy and cold like this, when I go to switch leads, when I switch the left lead, he'll kind of throw a buck. Okay. Yeah, which, but he didn't do it this morning, so I'm hopeful that he's he's uh, got that behind him and we're ready to go.
2: Yeah, let's hope for nothing too spicy today, as I have a dressage horse who's also a thoroughbred, and uh, her go-to mood is a sliding stop, and I haven't yeah. done Western in a very long time, so always a... Unpleasant surprise
4: when those <laughs> when happen. When <laughs> they do that without you being ready for it. Yes,
2: especially in an English saddle, it's uh, it's yeah. quite questionable.
4: <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that. That's what we try to get them to do. Really? Pull, pull. Yeah, I want them to do a sliding stop.
2: See, I did not know that oh, yeah. about that. Oh so. yeah. When I'm captain, I
4: want to gallop down the field, I check them up. I want them to slide stop and then be able to go right or left whenever I get to the stop point.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question on behalf of my father, who's not here, but very skeptical of any thoroughbred doing a sliding stop. He's into reining. He uh-huh. likes reining
4: horses. How capable are thoroughbreds at a sliding stop? Very capable. Thoroughbreds, to me, they it just depends on the individual. Like I said, if they have a good mind and, and are athletic, they'll do it. You just got to show them how. Some of them are natural at it anyway. Like, I'll watch them in the pasture. If they're sliding, stopping, rolling back on the fence, that one already knows how to do it. So I just get on them and direct them. They can't... Like the quarter horses can do those, the reining horse, that mm-hmm. sliding stop. We don't ask them to do that, but we just want them to set up, stop, and then be ready to go back the next direction. But they can do it. I find with thoroughbreds, if you have the right mind, you can get them to do anything. They'll do anything. Some are crazy, yes, I will <laughs> say that. But we had to weed through them like that. Yeah. We, we've, I'm we like, get, have you
2: ever ridden an Arab, John? Um, like I, have a, not. A, I have not. It's a whole lot of crazy yeah. across the board, yeah. but still love them too. Yeah. So.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know it's horses. You get the love, you get under your skin, and that's mm. it.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to wish you the best of luck in your course. Can't wait to see you ride out there and uh, hope the weekend goes well for you.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. So this is really fun that you managed to speak to Jenna Denver before we knew she was going to be Thoroughbred Makeover Champion. How did you ride that?
2: I ran quickly down where everyone was watching in the covered arena and I ambushed her, Kristen. That's what I did. <laughs> nice and simple.
1: Nice and no, simple. she was a sweetheart. I got to speak with her a little bit as well, you know, because I'm at the out gate and I catch every discipline winner as they come out for a quick quote for the RRP's Facebook page. Um, and she was just very sweet, you know, a soft spoken mm-hmm. junior, but clearly had a lot of love for her mayor. So it's really neat that a junior got to be thoroughbred makeover champion again. So um, for listeners who are maybe new to the new process, it used to be called America's most wanted thoroughbred and it was all popular vote. Then the name changed to Thoroughbred Makeover Champion, and it was still popular vote. Uh, and then starting last year, we changed it to a panel of judges select the horse that they feel has the best foundation of training from all of the discipline winners. So all of our judges from all disciplines watch all the horses go on finale day, and then they make their selection for that overall Thoroughbred Makeover Champion. So this junior trained horse really made a strong impression on our judges, which I think is really cool.
2: Well, I would absolutely agree that it's such a cool process that's been happening and it really awards the efforts put in by pretty much everyone who's competing. Uh, But I will say that Jenna and her horse had a very similar energy. They're like cool, collected, they know their job, they know what they want. And it, it was such an honor to talk to her. And I'm very proud as well, Kristen, because she's like from my hometown. She's a part of our Michigan Team Eventing League, which I mentioned that my trainer is the president of. So the fact that we know her personally, was really cool. Her being a junior rider, only 17 years old, first time makeover competitor. I mean, that's, that's a pretty significant achievement. And I really can't wait to see what the future holds for this pair, but I'll let you listen in. She was such a treat to talk to and congratulations to Jenna Denver and her horse. She's a bold one. Well, this is a special treat. We are at the finale of the Thoroughbred Makeover today at the Kentucky Horse Park, and I am standing with the eventing champion, Jenna Denver. Jenna, welcome to the show.
11: Hi, thank you.
2: Well, congratulations. That was a great ride. Your horse looked amazing, and you even had an interesting moment with uh, your cooler coming off, and she kept it cool as a cucumber.
11: Yeah,
2: I did. How are you feeling overall?
11: Um, I'm, I'm really happy, and I'm really surprised over everything, but I'm really happy, and it really still doesn't feel real yet. I'm
2: sure it's going to take some time to sink in, but your horse definitely proved that she's an amazing thoroughbred, and I'm very happy it's a mare on a personal note. I'm a mare person myself. So tell us a little bit. This is your first makeover you've ever competed in. Yes. Has it met up to your expectations?
11: Yes, it has. It, it's, been a, it's been a challenge, but yes, it's, it has.
2: Tell us a little bit about your horse today.
11: Bailey is four. Um, I got her about a year ago. I got her in hopes to doing the RRP, and she she's really been a pretty good, easy start. So I was pretty um like certain that she could go to the RRP.
2: Excellent. And you've been competing her all year. And something special about Jenna, she's actually from my area. She competes in our Michigan Team Eventing League, which my trainer is the president of. So it feels extra special to interview her for this. And congratulations again. Has she been pretty steady for you over the competition season leading up to this point?
11: We've had some hard competitions. Like we've had our ups and downs and moving between beginner novice and novice. But she's done everything I've asked for, especially as a four-year-old. So, you know, you have your ups and downs. So um, she's been really good overall for the, the whole season.
2: Wonderful. And Jenna, I got to ask, how old are you? I'm 17. You're 17. So you have a junior rider who came out on top today, beat some pros. I mean, that's a pretty big accomplishment for your first retired resource project. they bread makeover. Yeah. So tell us what's next coming up for Bailey. What do you hope to do?
11: I'm hoping to just continue through the levels of eventing and just see how far she goes. Hey,
2: I like it. I think it's a good plan. Last question for you. What's your favorite phase? And then what's Bailey's favorite phase?
11: I'd say cross country is my favorite phase just because of the adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same for Bailey as well. Because I think we both get the adrenaline rush cross country. It's just, I it feels more like both of our thing. Like it's our mm-hmm. comfort phase. So...
2: I love it. Well, congrats again. We can't wait to see what you do in the future. It's going to be fun following your journey with Bailey as you continue on. And a million congrats from us at Retired Racehorse Radio.
11: Thank you. Well, Kristen, I
2: know we just wrapped up the 2022 thoroughbred makeover, but that only means you get to start planning at the RRP for the 2023 makeover. Do you have any any secrets or things we have to look forward to?
1: I don't know about secrets, uh, but yes, you're right. We are already. We just got home two days ago, and we are hitting the ground running to get ready for 2023. So if you have been listening along and you are inspired to get involved for 2023 with a horse of your own, there are a couple of dates to keep in mind coming up. So first of all, we don't have a date on it yet, but the new 2023 rulebook will be released usually by the end of November. So we'll go back through and we'll take feedback from our judges and officials um, and competitors and make any necessary rule changes just to make sure that it's, you know, as fair a show as possible for everybody. Um, And then that'll be released at the end of November or early December. So keep an eye out for that one. Definitely, it's a little bit different from a regular horse show, so it does have its own set of rules. Definitely happening on December 15th, our application process will be open for drafting. So our application is a little bit of a complicated process. Um, There's a number of fields to fill out. We kind of call it a horseman's resume. So you really are putting in a lot of information about your riding background, and you do also need to provide videos of you riding. Um, so if your weather is still good and you're listening to this now, it's snowing here in New York, but that's okay. Uh get out there and get your videos recorded now while you still have good ground and while you still have jumps in your ring uh, so that you're ready to go for that application. So that in January, when applications open for real on the 20 or the second through the 20th, you're all ready to go. Um, So the application process is open for about two weeks. Um, At that point, you pay your application fee, and that fee goes towards supporting everything else the RRP does during the year for education and outreach. Uh, And then February 15th, we announce the accepted trainers, and you are ready to go. So horses cannot begin retraining for the makeover until December 1st. Prior to December 1st, they can have uh, a maximum of 15 retraining rides. And those are really intended for you to come and take a trial ride on a prospect to see if it's going to be a good match for you. Uh, That's not necessarily intended for you to try to cram as much extra training in as you can, although (laughs) some people certainly use it that way, and that's fine. Um, horses must have a timed work or a race on or after July first, twenty twenty one. So that gives you a little bit of time. Um, you know, so that's for horses who had to retire and maybe rehab or just needed a little extra time kicked out in the field to be ready for retraining. Um and of course, you do not need to have your horse selected at the time of application. We've had trainers who, pick their horse in the middle of July um, and they'll get it signed up for that year's makeover. So there's no rush to acquire your horse. Just know that you cannot start retraining until December 1st. So we're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to have another great year. I can already feel it coming. Um, If you want to stay in the loop, make sure you're following everything we do at the RRP.org. Joy, I'm really glad you got to catch up with Colleen. It was the first time that I met her in person um, and somehow <laughs> I just sort of ended up at the Rolex ring when she was schooling um, on the ticketed schooling day. And of course, um, Ashley Francesi, who we had on with Colleen when we were talking about thoroughbreds and standardbreds, she was our dressage steward. So she was there. So the three of us, you know, were like, let's take a selfie. So, um, so it was really fun to meet them in person. Um, and Colleen is a riot. And she and Evaluator who she calls Cheddar had a great week. Um, I accidentally coined a nickname for him because I did s- find him in another warm up ring earlier in the week and it was a cool night and he was being a little
2: spicy. So I was like, oh, is he sharp Cheddar? And she was like, oh, I'm totally Oh my gosh. It. That's so, so funny. I mean, he is a chestnut. Awesome. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: And, uh, yeah, the good thing is, is like cheddar got like sharper in a good way all week long. Every time I saw him come out, he looked better, more relaxed, looser through his body. And I think they had a really, really great week. So it was fun to cheer them on.
2: They absolutely did. And Colleen, I think we we walked out as soul sisters. Colleen, don't correct me. I'm just going to believe this. And what's even more adorable is that her husband, uh, Dan, was there as her groom and assistant and mental support through the whole thing. And Dan and Zach became like very cute besties, like talking about fast cars and how they managed to be with horsewomen. And I think we're like plotting a Christmas video, like making fun of Hallmark things together. Oh my God, I'm so excited! Uh, for a that. lot has a lot has transpired since my interview with Colleen. Oh, I'm so happy uh, they found each other. That is fabulous. It's very cute. very cute thing indeed. But they had a, a great ride overall. Great makeovers. She ended up placing eleventh in the dressage, which again, very competitive year for it. So. Huge win for them on that level. And then she also got second overall in the freestyle, which I loved her freestyle. It was 80s theme. She went all out. She had t-shirts she was throwing out. She made tattoos, which I do have a a picture with my tattoo. I made it where I could do a thumbs up and you would see Cheddar's face. It was very fun. Uh, Zach got one too. So we were all tatted up supporting. And uh, yeah, she had a great, great thoroughbred makeover. And I also think she topped as one of the top amateurs as well. Which she is, probably did, yeah. I and can't I remember have to she shout was out top to amateur, or just like in that top group. But uh,
1: well, we pinned the top amateur in every discipline, so she was most likely the top amateur for uh, freestyle for sure. So they gotcha. took them a little bit of extra prize money. So
2: well, amazing. Um, I know she went in just hoping to to take a ribbon this year, and she came out with a lot more. But you will hear from Kali Nolan Tran about her horse evaluator, a.k.a. Cheddar. Very great interview. You also love that Cheddar is a horse with kissing spines. It really means there is no such thing as a limited horse. Take a listen. Well, it's a fantastic day. We're here at the finale at the Thoroughbred Makeover Saturday at the Kentucky Horse Park, and I'm joined by HRN Auditor Colleen Nolan Tran. Welcome back to the show, friend of the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you because you're going to be in the finale today for The Freestyle. How are you feeling? Honest opinions only.
12: Oh, honest. I'm excited to be here. Does my tone give me away? I'm excited and nervous.
2: Hey, that's totally fair. We understand that completely. I would be panicking slightly, but also it sounds like you're going to have fun today as well. I mean, you got a whole routine set up. You're going to be in 80s gear. You're going to do the electric slide.
12: I mean when I got in there last time the one thing like the one thought that went through my head that wasn't like where I'm supposed to go next was oh this is actually kind of fun in here. So hopefully I have fun again today. <laughs> That's the goal.
2: Well, I love what you were telling me in our little pre-show here of this
12: was your first time completing the routine and you <laughs> ended
2: up going to the finale.
12: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I talked about this a little bit on horses in the morning, but um I spent the first so I got Cheddar in March. I got him on St. Patrick's Day, and I didn't and then I moved like almost immediately from Connecticut to New Jersey. So I didn't really start training him until April and I thought let's put a good foundation on him and I started teaching him some tricks some of which made it into the makeover routine some did not (laughs) and so um, but mostly I was focusing on putting a good dressage foundation on him and then I was planning to spend the last month before the makeover working on our freestyle routine and then Cheddar Uh, bruised his foot (laughs) about a month before the makeover. And so we did not spend that month before the makeover working on our freestyle routine. I was like envisioning it mentally, but we did not really ride through it um, until the day before we loaded up. And then as we were riding through it, it had just hurricaned. Our fields were super deep. I don't have an arena to ride in. And so we could not get the simple changes. And I was like, well, Hope this works in the ring. <laughs> and it
2: did. Well, that's amazing. If anything, that's very inspirational for anyone considering doing the makeover and may have limited resources, especially hurricane, mud, chatter being Chatter being a chestnut. <laughs> you know, we learned that he has boundaries, which is fun, but he's also a very sweet boy, which I yeah. like. Uh, you also had other events happen to you so far at the makeover <gasps> I our Do you want to tell us about your tent trauma?
12: Yeah, I mean, I'm traumatized. Cheddar's fine. Um, So in our warm-up, as we were walking over to the warm-up, it was a little bit blustery. And then at the in-gate, they had a tent up for the... Uh, volunteer running the warm up and it was a big gust of wind and the horse that i was riding in with and i guess the woman who was riding that horse said heads up that tent's coming down and i said what it was i was very slow she trotted out of the way cuz she's smart and i looked behind me and i watched a tent fall onto my horse and struck him in his hindquarters and so he scooted away i thought i was coming off and then because i had a good grasp on the reins, he came right to a halt and I'm like sitting there like very shaken because I almost fell off of my horse in the warm up. and Cheddar was like, mother, settle down. We have a show to do. So he like struck by tent, went right back to walking quietly, didn't spook at the area where the tent came from. He was just totally fine. And when I finished my dressage test, the judge, I was saying I got hit by a tent in the warm up, and she was like, bring a tent every time. <laughs> <laughs> and Ashley Franchese, she... Also been on the also podcast. also friend of the podcast. Um, she was saying she's gonna start hitting me with tents anytime she sees me, and I was like, just make sure I'm riding cheddar. Like, <laughs> it I don't like know that my your show, would your show is about to get very exciting for <laughs> Everyone's you. Everyone's gonna hate being in the warm up with me if they see Ashley around. They'll be like, run! She's gonna get hit by another tent.
2: <laughs> very unique, thoroughbred makeover experience for sure, but full of content.
12: Right, full of content for the show, and we appreciate you, know you for that, though. He, Dan, my husband, I was gesturing at him. This is a bad audio <laughs> moment. Anyways, my husband, Dan, was there filming me. And as soon as I got my horse pulled up from the tent blowing incident, I looked up and there's Dan with the camera. And I was like, he got it. And I, you hear me in the video yell, Dan, did you get that on camera? And he gave me a thumbs down. So he gets them taking the tent away, but he missed the actual action. And so I'm like walking up to him. I was like, Dan, I just got hit by a tent. And he was like oh, that's hilarious. I was like, I didn't really find it funny yet, but now I do. Now you do. Hey, that's how trauma works.
2: It's um, wounds and then it becomes a funny scar later on the day. So that's beautiful. All right. So you're a little bit nervous today, but mostly excited. I heard there were some unhinged positive words of affirmation this morning.
12: Yeah. I've just been walking around our Airbnb going, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. But... um <sighs> Yeah. If you listen to the words that I'm saying, I'm excited to be here. If you listen to the tone of my voice, it sounds like I'm frightened to be here. We're
2: going to edit that part out for you, Colleen. It's okay.
12: (laughs) I'm excited to be here. I'm going to have fun. I'm like walking. I was also running around. I'm like, I wanted to be here, right? Like the whole Mm -hmm. reason you come is to do well. And then I did well. And I was like, no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you have done really well so far at the makeover. Tell us a little bit about your results overall.
12: So we ended up placing 11th, which is just outside of the top 10, as you can do the math (laughs) yourself, (laughs) for dressage. But I was the fourth amateur for dressage and then fourth overall for freestyle from the preliminary results and the top amateur and we're guaranteed at least a fifth place placing today um, after the finale. So no complaints from me. I just wanted to go and have fun. That's and awesome. That, that That's awesome. And for
2: those who don't know, Evaluator, also known as Cheddar, he came from New Vocations, who is our media partner for this. But what's... super unique about him is he does have kissing spines i think that does make a lot of people nervous to adopt these horses yet he's done really well i was surprised when you told me
12: that they strongly suspected he had ulcers and they let me know but they only work them a couple days a week when they're there so when i got him home and started putting him to like work i noticed he was becoming back sore and my saddle fit him so that didn't seem like the culprit um, and so I had my vet out. We did. <laughs> it was technically a pre-purchase exam, and because um, he was still on trial at that point, and my vet was like, "Listen, we don't know how this is going to go. You know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's your choice. But you know, go into this eyes wide open." And I was like, "I can fix it. I'm good." Because <laughs> um, with kissing spines, if you I mean, depending on the severity of it, and his x-rays weren't actually that bad. Mm -hmm. um, But with kissing spines, if you just work them in like a proper frame where they're long and low and they're using themselves from behind and they build up that top line, um, a lot of times the pain in their back resolves. So we worked through it. um, Once I really put him into work, I would say less than a month, I had him on Equiox and Robaxin just to kind of get over the initial hump of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's pretty much been fine ever since yeah. that moment. Well, so. he's a super chill dude, which I really like. I,
2: I really like your horse, Colleen. He's pretty cool. He is pretty cool. I
12: only get good horses. That's, <laughs> that's true. the trick. From new vocations. They're all from new vocations <laughs> and they're all perfect. At four.
2: <laughs> no, that's it. I forgot that he's only four, too. He, no,
12: he's seven. Oh, he's seven. Because I'm like, he has like this old soul about him, yeah, Colleen. But he, <laughs> I, he does have an old soul. That's actually exactly yeah. how Amanda from the New York facility oh. described him to me. Old soul. <laughs>
2: (laughs) Yes, but you have four total from new vocations. Two standard breads and two thoroughbreds. Representing the show well, Colleen Nolan Tran, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to wish you the best of luck with Evaluator, a.k.a. Cheddar. And uh, yeah. Thank you. You
1: really did it up. You even managed to catch Leandra here. Um, So New Vocations had a presence at the makeover in the ASPCA Right Horse Adoption Barn, which was a new initiative for us this year. Um, So that was inviting Right Horse partner organizations, of which New Vocations is a proud member. Um, They could come out with adoptable thoroughbreds at any point in their careers um, and showcase them all in a special barn that was you know set right in the corner by the road so everybody could come in and see those horses. Um, and I heard anecdotally that we did have some adoptions take place, so, um, mm-hmm. which is great, great for all the thoroughbreds. And it wasn't just makeover-eligible horses. There were also some pasture companions. Uh, there were some yearlings who weren't going to make it as racehorses. You know, just other horses at other stages in their training. I think there may have been a retired broodmare. So it was a really interesting array of horses. Um, But of course, you managed to catch up with Leandra there. So that was really cool.
2: Yes, it it was a mission. Leandra and I were doing a lot of frantic texting because, of course, we both had very crazy schedules over the week. But we were able to make it work on the very last day. Like always, have to take it to the eleventh hour. And uh, it was it was such a pleasure. I mean, Leandra and I met in twenty nineteen at the New Vocations barbecue that they do during the spring. And the thing was, like Leandra and I, like we were cool, but like we're still getting to know each other. This like this partnership on the podcast it was fresh we had just launched and now like we're 3 years into it we've been doing this thing for quite some time so it was it was like catching up with an old friend which was a lot of fun and uh she talks to us about one of the horses that was there up for adoption swoosh that they also named Nike he was defined by her as big and squishy uh, looking at his photos, he absolutely is. He was one of the available right horse adoption horses and really a horse that can go in a lot of directions. Uh, so I think you'll like hearing about swoosh as well as hearing about the new vocations grads who are featured in the makeover this year. So take a listen. Well, this is such a treat and a treasure. We are in person with Leandra Cooper from New Vocations, which never gets to happen. Welcome back to the show, Leandra. Thanks for having me. This is so intimate. I get to stare into your eyes. I know. (laughs) We've had a whole pandemic where we all lost our soft skills on how to make eye contact. Yeah, it's scary. (laughs) It's scary. I know. It's getting deep and personal here on the show today, but it's so great to finally see you again. I think last time we met was in 2019 at the New Vocations Barbecue. So it's it's been a minute since we've seen each other. That's crazy. That seems like two seconds ago. I know. Where did the time go? I mean, the fact that the show's still going is pretty impressive. It's so that's going. good. <laughs> <laughs> For now. <laughs> For now. And I think, keep listening and, you know, Continue to support our sponsors so we can keep giving you a show. each Oh, each absolutely, month. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, your your show, though. You are about our show. Your show's solid. Oh, keep on going, guys. I mean, so is yours. I know it's on my bucket list to go to with my horse. So That's right. yes, big Mine dreams too. coming. Big dreams coming. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about us. We're here to talk about the horses here at the Thoroughbred Makeover coming up. So Leandra, I know we normally do a training tip, but we're going to yes. do something a little different because you have some new vocation grads who are in the finale today. We do.
13: We do. I think it was really. Impressive. We had quite a few horses competing, and I got the opportunity to watch a few of them. And it's always like this crazy, bizarre thing to see them in this life after.
2: Well, because you <laughs> see them in their uh, their beginning of their transitions before yes. the metamorphosis of the, the special quirks That's right. the special personalities coming out in full.
13: That's right. And we always have this kind of like vision of what they could do, and you just never. Well, you know, sometimes we'll see the success stories, or we'll get updates, but to see them live and in person, and like bonded with this other person who—I mean, we have we have dozens, if not sometimes like hundreds of people, like literally, mm-hmm. contact us about, especially like some of the really flashy ones. But we just we talk to so many adopters that it's like when you're when you're working on matching a horse with. A, well, a person with the horse mm-hmm. really. When you're working on creating that match, that it's like you never quite know how their relationship is going to develop and what they're mm-hmm. going to be capable of, or the timeline and all of that. So it's like to see them, especially so so recently after adoption. I'm like, I feel like I saw that horse two seconds ago. And look at they're in a show ring, they're in Rolex. Like yeah, it's real the real most real bizarre thing. thing. It's just it's like I feel like a like a proud foster parent almost. Aww. Where you're just like now they're flourishing. It's,
2: really, it's like they made it to college. You're watching them yes. um, like they went to school. Cool with you and now they and, have a job and now they they're earning job, their own money they got their own place you know, <laughs> you know setting up new relationships
13: i know it's really beautiful to watch it's it's wild it is a beautiful yes. thing but yeah in the finale we have um, we have f- four horses who made it there are three who are competing um the one who made it to the finale and chose not to we're we're actually super proud of because she made the right call for her horse who had traveled mm-hmm. a long way and had just done so much rachel ramsey we're super proud of her wow fan favorite of our show we've been favorite. following
2: her this entire process yeah
13: so she won't be in the finale but earned her stripes and getting there and then made that call which is a difficult one you get here and you put so much money and time and mm-hmm. blood sweat and tears into that and she made the call that was right for a horse to not be in the finale so i thought that was phenomenal that's a first place to me honestly absolutely that's its own prize that's absolutely its own prize but then we have uh, horses in a couple of different disciplines it's not mm-hmm. even like just lumping them all into one, we have representation in... Um let's see we've got freestyle we've got polo we've got dressage and actually uh, Buckeye Warrior who was adopted from the Kentucky facility who's in dressage is actually competing in Western dressage which oh, is like amazing. I think people have this image of dressage just being the sort of English mm-hmm. type and what we are used to seeing but but Holly Zackin is uh, competing in Western dressage so I think that'll be new for some people to see and that's really phenomenal mm-hmm. and then Buffalo Dancer whose adopter is Ben Lynch is in polo which is always exciting. Yes. I mean, polo, I'm like, I would be terrified because, and I used to play polo in college a little bit. And I just feel like, you know, so much of it is like, the, you know, the rider's ability yes. to hit the ball. I'd be terrified. I'd probably be screwing up my horse because I'd be so worried about that. But mm-hmm. the, It's like, you have to have all the skill sets together.
2: Absolutely. I think and I got, we had the chance to watch polo. We, we just came in as Ben Lynch was riding a Buffalo dancer and he's a stunning horse. They yeah. had a phenomenal ride watching. It just looked so effortless. And yeah. I could tell they had a partnership. It was really beautiful to watch. Which is
13: incredible. And mm-hmm. then in the finale, you know, they haven't played the the Chuckers. And I then know. Unplayed, then you have to be playing with everybody else and doing that. To see how much of a team player he's going to end up being. Yeah. <laughs> which is like a challenge in its own, especially mm-hmm. for
2: horses they've never met or and being in this Rolex, or not Rolex arena, but in we're here at, in the covered arena, which is a very big environment yeah. for these. They're still green
13: horses. And the, all the vendors there. Mm-hmm. And even when I had uh competed a Horse I Nightborne them up in the indoor, in the off chance we made it the mm-hmm. finale which we didn't then but even the signs like I hadn't yeah. even anticipated that the signs on the walls yeah
2: we were, uh, were talking to someone their horse <laughs> was so spooked by the loudspeaker of the yes. announcements happening yeah like there's a lot of things for them to be taking in here yeah you have a
13: mega screen on one mm-hmm. end like what, what who would be able to practice for that no. that's what
2: I want to no. know if, you, just you, if to... you are doing it please message us uh, <laughs> please. Joy at Horse Radio Network because I want to know your secrets borrow
13: <laughs> your giant screen to prep horse for yes. Yeah, you just have to have them totally ready to go. It is it's phenomenal. And then Colleen, of course, of she's course. got a evaluator in freestyle. I think she also did very well in dressage. I was she did. At she horse. got
2: eleventh overall, and I think she was first place amateur, which is like Ridiculous. super stunning. Her biggest goal coming into this year, she competed last year with a yeah. new vocations horse as well. Right. Her biggest goal is just to have one ribbon, yeah. and I feel like she's definitely exceeded <laughs> she her can expectations.
10: Yes, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love that. I think I got everybody involved in this.
10: Let's but, see. I
13: got
2: to check my list and make sure I'm not forgetting anybody here. And for anyone who's forgotten, I know we've been following Rachel Ramsey this entire time, but yeah. she was in uh, ranch work as well as the freestyle. Right. So you had really well-rounded representation from New Vocations. Yeah, absolutely. And I, was she going to be in the, in the finale for both? Is that correct? And I believe so. That's so fabulous. definitely some impressive horses coming through the facilities, yeah. really proving their point. And I'd like to point out with the evaluator, which you'll hear more in our interview with Colleen. But yeah. he, he did, in fact, have kissing spines. He's probably could be known as one of those limited horses. Stay tuned. We're going to have a nice panel about that That's coming right. up in the future. But shows are really not limited. Yeah, and not at all They so yeah. do great things so yeah absolutely and I always think in those cases like
13: you know something we can expand on but it's mm-hmm. it becomes sort of like that boutique thing that you hear over and over again and then people start to think in the extreme measures of kissing spines where really we know that there is a broad spectrum some of it can be remedied greatly by just reconditioning and getting mm-hmm. that top line and just giving them the space back that they need there's huge yeah. sliding scale so it's definitely not not, not the the kiss of no. limitation that, that we're uh, we're
2: gonna dive in even more in the future with That's that one. Right. So we got some fun things cooking up with new vocations That's right. i am going to stifle myself. It's just we got to save it for later. So just a teaser. That's just, the teaser. That's just a teaser. Right.
13: <laughs> Preview of things to come.
2: Well, speaking of things to come, let's talk about our adoptable horse of the week, who could be a 2023 eligible horse. That's right. So uh, swoosh is the one who I just I as soon as I, I
13: thought love of that him, name. Yeah. Well, we call him Nike swoosh or smooth or any of those things. <laughs> he is the most squishable horse that you can think of. Oh. He is a 2020 gilding, so he is just a baby. But this is a horse who we had uh, tried to, we, we like will actively try to test him at this point mm-hmm. because he's unflappable.
2: Don't so test me, Leandra.
13: Well, <laughs> you know, I wish I could say speak otherwise, but he just is. He, he, is, so he is, He's actually here at the adoption barn. So it's the first Excellent. year that the, the ASPCA sponsored this adoption barn. So some of the adoption groups have brought horses who are adoptable. Swoosh is one of the ones that we brought. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a horse who we we brought balloons into the barn. And there were a a whole range of reactions. But... Mm -hmm. Swoosh is the only one who actually took the balloon into his stall and then was trying to kind of like cuddle with it. And oh he my gosh. To, he wanted to play with
2: it and just loved his little balloon. And then I think Zach, get, we got to get a trailer today. We're taking Swoosh home.
13: <laughs> yeah, I, <did. laughs> I love it. But he's been um, out and about in the showgrounds. Uh, I think on his profile, even we, I had just given a leg up. I literally checked my assistant trainer, Julie, onto mm-hmm. his back, bareback after we took pictures of him and just had him hack around the farm. What a good dude. But even here, I mean, he's getting exposed to all of this and is completely unfazed by it. So he is you know, especially for a two-year-old, just a really mm-hmm. outstanding example of some of the personalities, like the whole range of personalities that we see, but he is as quiet as can be. He's really uh, a personable type horse, so he's like having a big dog. Ah. Um, he's just under 15 too right now, but he definitely shows that he, he's going
2: to have a little more room for growth, but kind of that. That's it, a great size though. It can go in so many directions. Yeah. To me, between 15 and 16 is a sweet spot for any horse. Oh my gosh,
13: exactly. And he's got that roundness to him, and he's mm-hmm. got big joints, and he retired with no known injuries he was just slow hey which we'll take it it vibes with his personality let me tell you so he's just like quiet, calm, a Mm two-year-old and uh, he is eligible for the 2023 Thoroughbred Makeover. So, if you're looking for a project that's a relatively clean slate, really Mm -hmm. easy to work with. He's very, like, moldable um, because he wants to do all those things. He's like,
2: whatever. He's ready to play. He's ready to, he's just a sponge. That's That's the nice thing about a two-year-old.
13: He is a sponge in every way. He's kind of squishy himself. He's he's an easier (laughs) keeper. Um, He's barefoot.
2: Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. I have one of those and I feel very lucky.
13: Oh, He's he's the gem. He's the diamond in the rough. So it's just you know a matter of giving a two-year-old time. But if you're competing in the makeover, then you can't really restart them before December mm-hmm. anyway. So uh, you know this is a horse who would be ready to go in that when that time comes. And I think that he he could really go in so many different directions.
2: Excellent. Like
13: I could see him doing stuff in the hunter ring. I could see him doing polo even if you didn't care about being that fast uh you know he'd be mm-hmm. awesome at ranch work or freestyle even because he's just he's game for whatever so. love it
2: he could be that family horse that you're all looking for yeah. have some fun with him and yeah. lots of time to grow and learn with him too being so young absolutely Leander, this has been such a pleasure i'm glad we got to like see each other in person yes. do this in person let's and look. us again absolutely <laughs> sounds like next time we'll probably go to new vocations and let's give you it. all a live stream as well i think that'd be really fun can to can do interview the horses interview the they horses yeah They're only going to give you highest, highest remarks, I'm sure. (laughs) Sure. Depends how many carrots you give them that day. That's right. They could be bribed. (laughs) Well, new (laughs) vocations, everyone. Check them out at horseadoption.com. Leandra, thank you. And until next time.
13: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Well, this was such a cool episode. Joy, thank you so much for all the work you did on the ground at the makeover to catch all these interviews and bring us these fascinating stories. Because like I always say at the makeover, if there's 300 horses and trainers there, there's 300 stories. And I know I can't tell them all and you can't tell them all. And all of us together, we can start to get them all told. So this was really, really neat. And I'm so glad that you were able to come out and do this.
2: I was such a pleasure, Kristen. I I love that we're able to work with the Retired Resource Project to put this podcast together. I think it's such a significant part in advocating for these horses and how versatile they can be and the community that we have. I think it's something very unique in the horse world that we're not able just to come together on a discipline level, but also for the breed that we support. And the stories that these horses bring from the track into their second careers, like there's, I can't say there's anyone who had a perfectly smooth sailing transition. Like everyone had a little something, a little bit of spice, a little bit of unexpected and hurdles to overcome in order to get to the Kentucky horse park. So I wish I could have interviewed every single person who was there, but I'm, I'm happy for the ones we did. They were such a tree, such it was pretty emotional. Some of them that I got to talk to, you can tell how much they love their horses, but I think it was a fun way to close out the 2022 thoroughbred makeover year. I'm very much looking forward to 2023. And I invite any of you who've listened to this whole episode and put up with my voice this long, uh, please give us your feedback. If there's things you're looking for for next year, we want to hear it. Um, I can let you know that we will have a golf cart. Because my, my, I, I, my, I, how many steps did you get? My gosh. Don't, don't ask. But I definitely, (laughs) am disappointing my, uh, my Apple fitness with the amount of steps I'm taking currently versus that week. (laughs) It's like, wow, you were real overachiever, huh? (laughs) Anywho, with that, we will close out the show, Kristen. I'll pass it to you.
1: Yes. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website at retiredresourceradio.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram, just search for Retired Racehorse Radio. Follow the network on Twitter at Horse Radio. You can find me on Instagram at the Horseback Rider and on Twitter at Kristen Kovach. You can also follow the RRP on its new TikTok at Retired Racehorse Project. My email is kbentley at the rrp.org.
2: You can find me on Instagram at misfitmare, and my email is joy at horseradionetwork.com. I had a TikTok, and then I, I got overwhelmed, so it's not there anymore. Sorry, everyone. Thank you to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Casual Company, and our partners, New Vocations Adoption Program, and the Retired Resource Project. We would not be here without you. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network, part of Equine Network at horseradionetwork.com. Remember to set your goals high and love to learn from every ride. And always add more leg, even at the makeover. Even at the, especially at the makeover, bye guys.
1: (laughs)